This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion, one verse at a time. Well, hello there, it's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group, and one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group, and one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel— When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So um, uh, this this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the discipleship group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself and then edit and process. And so anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious though to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship Group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others. Thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. Let's turn then to look at 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4, where Paul talks about the flesh here as well. Let me read the text. It says, And I, brethren... Could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal or fleshly. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal, fleshly, and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? The word carnal there used throughout these verses is also the word fleshly. And uh, so Paul, this is a, an important text for, to help us understand what the word flesh means in the writings of Paul. Now, the primary theme of 1 Corinthians concerns the actions, attitudes, behaviors, and beliefs of spiritual people, at least those who think they're spiritual, Paul refers to them as the pneumatikoi in 1 Corinthians. Uh, And uh, the the pneumatikoi in Paul are contrasted with the fleshly or the carnal, the sarkanoi people. 
All right. And uh, Paul is seeking to correct the Corinthian believers of the Corinthian Christians and their understanding of both ways of living. Right? The Corinthian Christians thought they were pneumatikoi, they were spiritual people, and they were doing all these behaviors and had all these teachings that said, look, we are spiritual. And Paul comes along and says, no, 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 you think that's spiritual, but it is actually fleshly, sarkanoi. You think you're pneumatikoi, but you are sarkanoi. By the way, I wanted to write my Master's of Theology thesis on that very topic, uh, but my advisor told me no, and I to this day wish I would have because I think it is a missing theme, missing topic all the way through 1 Corinthians. That uh, com- comparing and contrasting that message, pneumatikoi versus sarkanoi, throughout uh, 1 Corinthians, I think helps pull the entire book together. Maybe one of these years I, I will actually write a book or maybe at least an article on it, but there it is for you to study on your own for now if you would like to. Uh, so, uh, the, the Corinthian Christians thought they were pneumatikoi, spiritual. Paul says, no, you are misunderstanding what it looks like to be spiritual. You are sarkanoi, fleshly, right? You are religious uh, and, and making decisions based on that as a result. Then 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4 shows that contrast, all right? So on the one hand, spiritual living does not mean that a person rejects the material world and engages in practices that makes one appear more spiritual than others. The Corinthian Christians were doing that with all of their attention on spiritual gifts and speaking in tongues and healings and miracles. They were saying that we are more spiritual because we do these things. Paul says, no, actually that comparison and contrast and judging of others makes you fleshly. Um, The spiritual person, says Paul, is a mature Christian who knows that all things in life, are good and pleasing and holy if accepted with thanks. And true spirituality, you don't have to reject certain things in the physical world because they're physical. That's just foolish. That's fleshly thinking. True spirituality is shown through love and service towards other people rather than through some sort of ecstatic experiences. All right? The carnal person then is opposite of the spiritual person. The carnal person may appear to be quite spiritual to other people, right? They may appear to be quite religious. But, just as we saw in our discussion of Romans 6, 7, and 8, the carnal person is unable to grasp or understand or even practice the greater truths of Christianity. Because they simply haven't grasped them or understood them or haven't been taught them yet by the Holy Spirit or through Scripture or through some teacher. And so as a result, they do not lay down their lives for others in love and service to them, but instead start judging and condemning and maybe even killing others because they think that's what God wants them to do. The carnal, the fleshly person, is not necessarily one who gives in to the passions and lusts of the flesh, right? That's the way we often describe or define carnality. Oh, look at them sinful people. Aren't we better than them because they are so evil and sinful? Look at them, drinking and getting drunk and looking at porn and all that stuff. Okay, those things aren't good to do. They enslave you. But Paul describes carnality, living in the flesh, not as sensual living, giving into the lusts of the flesh, but one who thinks that they are better than those who live sensually and who thinks that the chills and thrills of religion is what makes them superior to others, right? 
So this is the truth Paul is emphasizing here in 1 Corinthians 3. All these digressions, let me just focus back on the text. Paul indicates that the Corinthian Christians are carnal, are fleshly, and therefore are not able to receive some of the more important truths about following Jesus that he would have liked to teach them. If you want to know what fleshly living is, carnal living is, look through 1 Corinthians and see what sort of behaviors, what sort of teachings, what sort of ideas were dominant in that Corinthian church. It sadly describes many of our religious churches today as well. Uh, And Paul says it's because of this religious behavior, these ecstatic experiences, this emphasis on um, even some sort of spiritual living, hyper-spirituality, Paul says it's because of this that some of you are looking down your noses on others who don't have the same experiences as you, and this is leading to envy, strife, and divisions among you. Right? Such behaviors, uh, yes, envy, strife, and divisions are sinful, but they reveal precisely, that this, the, the, context, the context reveals precisely what was causing these divisions in the Corinthian church. And here, in this context, Paul was saying one of the things that separates you, uh, that is causing this envy, strife, and divisions, is your arguments about who's a better teacher. Well, I follow Paul. Oh, yeah, well, I follow Apollos. We Christians don't do that, do we? <laughs> oh, really? You think your pastor's the better one? Well, you should come hear a sermon from my pastor, okay? <laughs> That's carnality, Paul says. Paul says it's these sorts of religious arguments that are the sure indication of a carnal mind. Stop thinking that the people over there sinning, they're the carnal ones, if you are arguing with your Christian brother about whose pastor is best. (laughs) That's the carnal mind. The spiritual person is the one who overlooks these differences. Well, you can have your pastor teach your good. Bless you. Listen to him. Or her. Oh, there's an argument, isn't there? (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm going to listen to mine, and I'm just going to go love and serve. That's all good. Can't we live in love and unity with one another? This is how we grow together into the church that God wants and uh, uh, built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul goes on to talk about, by the way, in verses 5 through 17. All right? Now, it is true. You might say, yeah, but Jeremy, what about 1 Corinthians 5 and 1 Corinthians 6? Some of these Corinthian Christians were indeed living in sinful sensuality. Yes, that's true. There were some very bad sensual behaviors that were going on in the Corinthian church. I get that. But I challenge you, go through and look at Paul's descriptions of those behaviors. He does not describe them as fleshly, of the flesh. Instead, Paul uses the word unrighteous. This is unrighteous behavior. Okay? Yes, fleshly carnal thinking leads to unrighteous behavior. Fine, I get that. But, uh, and that's why Paul, though, is is, is talking, warning them about, um, well, he says there in 5.5, he warns the Christian uh, Corinthian. He instructs the Corinthians to hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Okay, we have to understand what Paul is referring there to Satan, by the way. But but um, the destruction of his flesh. What does Paul want to happen there? Does he want the person to die? No, he's referring to the flesh. This fleshly way of thinking about what is important, what is right, what is wrong in life, based on religious zeal. That is what Paul wants destroyed. 
right? Fleshly thinking is not identical with unrighteous living. Fleshly thinking is a cause of unrighteous living. And if you can get rid of the fleshly thinking, then you will also start to live righteously. You'll get rid of the unrighteous living as well. Okay? And when you think about this, it all makes sense. When a person puffs themselves up through religious pride, arrogance, and self-righteousness, that mentality eventually leads them into various forms of unrighteousness. Okay? But we must make sure to keep fleshly thinking uh, distinct and separate from unrighteous living. They're connected, but they're not the same thing. And that's what Paul is arguing throughout 1 Corinthians here. Yes, they are engaged in various forms of unrighteous living, which came as a result of their fleshly thinking, and especially their incorrect thinking about uh, the separation between the the body and the spirit. Uh, The Corinthian Christians were, again, uh, falling prey to an early form. It wasn't Gnosticism. Gnosticism wasn't really around yet. Uh, but it was an early form of dualism, this, this uh, thinking that what they did in the spirit did not affect their body and vice versa. Okay? The, the point is here in 1 Corinthians 3 and elsewhere throughout 1 Corinthians, the word flesh, it's not used to describe sensual living or really any sort of sin nature. Again, sin nature isn't mentioned anywhere. Instead, the word flesh describes this religious mindset that causes people who live in this religious mindset— to condemn and accuse others in God's name. Uh, It's a religious sense of superiority. Look at me, how great I am, because I have had these spiritual experiences, these ecstatic utterances, right? This fervent conformity, this zeal for the religious law. And so it puffs them up, makes them feel better. And now from that position, they condemn and accuse and slander others. And that is the carnal mindset, and it leads to unrighteousness. That's what Paul is talking about here at 1 Corinthians 3 and elsewhere throughout 1 Corinthians. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel, related to the gospel in Scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from Scripture. And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others, and also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the the gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com slash join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, Just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. 
So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.